All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to pick up in John chapter 8, where we left off last week. Uh, Christ has been having this discussion with the religious crowd, with the, the people in the temple. These are the same men that brought the woman that was taken in adultery uh, to him and asked him for judgment, knowing full well what the judgment should be. And when Christ said, you that are without sin, cast the first stone, they looked in themselves and, and uh, one by one left, leaving her alone with Christ and Christ showed her mercy, and then they've come back and they've again began to test him, began to challenge him, uh, trying to get him to trip up in the doctrine of the, the Lord. And now, <clears throat> as we left off last week, he left them with this truth. Uh, those that believed on him as he was speaking to them, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And this is where we're going to pick up tonight, John chapter 8 and verse number 33 the Bible says, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen of my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then say, to the, then say they to him, We be not born of fornication, we have one Father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God be your Father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which, which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? We're going to stop there. Let's pray. Father God, again, <clears throat> we love you so much. We we are so thankful that you have chosen to save us, Lord. That you have chosen to send your Son to die for the whole world. To pay for the sins that could not be paid for. That we could not pay for. Lord, to offer us this life eternal with you. And Lord, even those that are still lost, that do not believe you, that have been blinded. I pray that you would open their eyes. I pray that you would open their hearts. I pray that you would work through us to be that bold and effective witness that we need to be. And Lord, I pray that we would know and understand these truths so that we can walk with you and do the great miracles that you have prepared for us to do. So God, please, guide and direct tonight. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Pharisees and the, the religious leaders, the priests that are there listening to Christ teach, as Christ has just told them, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, they uh, come immediately back with, we are of Abraham's seed. We are not in bond. We're not in bondage. We've never been in bondage to any man. 
How knowest thou that ye shall be made free? Or how sayest thou you shall, you shall be made free? Now, this is forgetting the fact that they were in bondage in Egypt. That they were in bondage under uh, Babylon, and then Persia, and then Media. And now at this point, they're actually in bondage to Rome. They are not truly free. You see, it's Rome that guides and directs everything they do at this point. They are governing over Israel and telling them what they can and cannot do, what bills they need to pay. They're collecting tribute from them. They're even telling them where they can and cannot go in their own city. Understanding that there were places in Jerusalem where the temple is that the Jews were not allowed to go because that, was, that belonged to Rome. The Jews were seen as lesser people here. Yet they have the audacity to tell the Lord Jesus Christ that they are free. I would say they're not much different than we are today as a society. You know, it's interesting. Uh, back in the early days of our country, there was rampant slavery all over the North and the South. There was a civil war fought because slavery was abolished and People didn't want to let it go. There were uh, organizations put together to uh, keep certain people from doing the things that were that free people would do. For example, the the KKK would go and and uh, beat and kill and and harass black people because they were trying to do the things that white people were allowed to do. Up until the, the 1950s and 60s, there was segregation in schools. The black kids couldn't go to school with the white kids. They couldn't drink from the same water fountains. Uh, the, the black people had to give up their seats and go stand in the back of the bus. You remember Rosa Parks. I'm sure you've all heard of her. She didn't want to give up, give up her seat. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, these men that were fighting for equal rights were killed because of it. Up until uh, even recently, it's been a struggle for women to have the same rights as men. Yet, we now think we live in a free country. And while we have freedom to do pretty much anything that we want to do, we still do not live in a free country. We are still controlled by an outside force. The only difference is now it's voluntary. That's where Israel is at right here. We looked at it this morning with Esther when, when uh, we talked about Mordecai and Esther being in Shushan the palace during a time when Israel had been allowed back and encouraged to go back to Jerusalem, to go back to their homeland. They were still hundreds of miles away in Shushan the palace serving the king of Persia willingly. Israel had willingly gotten to a point where they were comfortable under Roman rule and they didn't, they didn't care that they had to check with the Romans to make sure they could be out after dark. They didn't care that they had to pay tribute to Rome. It was better than the other option. And here Christ is trying to teach them, you are slaves. But he doesn't go to these obvious things. In verse number 34, he goes to sin. He gets to the heart of the matter. 
Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. There isn't a person alive, dead, or yet to be born, aside from the Lord Jesus Christ, that will ever be able to say that they were perfect, that they, that they committed no sin. Therefore, we're all servants of sin. And, and for many of us, or for all of us, the reason we are in the state that we're in right now is because of many of those sins. The reason that we are struggling right now, many of us are struggling against uh, what the government is doing and trying to uh, push to get things reformed is because we've allowed them to happen in the first place. Because we've taken God out of the schools. We've taken God out of all the places that he needs to be. And we've forgotten him. We've set him aside. The reason that Israel is in the state that they're in right now is because they've forgotten. They, they've forgotten who God is. They've chosen to serve other gods and they've been conquered by these people. God has allowed them to be taken into bondage. God, God has allowed them to be punished. We were all born on the sin train with a nonstop ticket to the lake of fire. Uh, it, it is interesting to me, I've talked a, a few times about the history of town here. The reason that Maxwell exists is become, because this is where the railroad wanted to come through. They wanted a, a town about every between every five and seven miles so they could stop, they could fill with water, they could uh, fill with coal or fill with wood or whatever they were going to burn uh, so they could make money moving passengers back and forth. And Iowa Center, which is where the town was originally, was too far away from the railroad tracks the, from the proposed right-of-way. So they moved everything down here. They, they packed up and built new houses and moved some of the, the buildings down here. And that's why Maxwell exists. But it is a perfect example of us in life. We were born on that train. That train has one destination. And the only way for us to get off of that train is for Christ to physically take us off of it. For us to know the truth, to believe the truth, not just to know it in our heads, but to take it into our hearts and believe that truth and let the truth make us free. This is really a twofold prophecy. I'm uh, sorry. In verse number 35, Christ says that the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And this is really a twofold prophecy. The servant will either die in their sin and therefore not abide in the house any longer, or the servant will be emancipated and be allowed to move to another house. The home of the Son of God who abideth with him forever. They are either going to die in their sin and, and leave this earth and spend eternity in the lake of fire, or they're going to become free knowing Christ and his salvation. This only happens through the Son of God. The price had to be paid, and Christ paid that price. And he's explaining to them how he's going to pay that price. We looked at uh, last week we looked at a few verses and Christ talks about it. he's going to have to be uh, the son of man is going to have to be lifted up from the earth. Going back to Moses and pointing to the, the brazen serpent on the cross that they had to look on and live after they'd been bitten. It all goes back to the cross. It all points to the cross. But they just, they can't get it. They can't understand. 
they continue on. They continue arguing uh, in verse number 36, that the Son therefore call, uh, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And verse number 37, he says, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. They're saying, well, we're Abraham's seed. Abraham is not, he's not in bondage. We're, we're not in bondage. We're Abraham's seed. Well, if they really were Abraham's seed, they wouldn't be doing the things they're doing. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. He believed what God told him. He didn't believe what God showed him. He believed what God told him. And then they go on and he continues on and he discounts the fact that they're Abraham's seed. He points it, proves to them and they say, well, but we're, we're, God is our father. Well, wait a minute. I thought Abraham was your father. Now God is your father? Which one is it? But again, he says, you do the deeds of your father. Christ says, I do the deeds of my father. We know that Christ did everything that God asked him to do. We know that he only did the things that God had asked him to do. He did not sin. He did not do anything wrong in his life. And he begins to point out that they truly are of their father, the devil. They, they are worshiping a false god. They are worshiping a counterfeit. Someone who is so much like the original that the unlearned person can't figure it out. Now, I'm not saying that it takes education to know and understand who God is. It doesn't. It takes a heart willing to know and understand who God is. Willing to seek Him. Some of the, the greatest Christians of our past were completely uneducated men. Yet, they believed the true word of God. Christ continues on. Your father, the devil, was a murderer. You do the lusts of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. The truth didn't abide in him. He was a liar. Every time he speaks, he, tell, he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. You are doing the exact same things over and over again, daily. Christ says, you hate me because I tell you the truth. You know, we uh, went to that conference yesterday and we, we heard some truth. We heard some hard truth. Um, Mrs. Woods is going to the doctor and, and she's going to hear some truth from the doctor about her cancer. Imagine if you hated the doctor because he told you that you had a disease. Imagine if uh, you hated those that shared truth with you in order to help you. The only way to know the truth is for the truth to be shared with you, for the truth to be revealed. Imagine if we hated the weatherman because he told us it was going to rain and it actually rained. I mean, it, it would be different. Uh, I know just the other day or a couple weeks ago, uh, they were supposed to have a shoot, a sporting clay shoot out of the Isaac Walton. And uh, they've been planning it for months. 
and they canceled it because it was supposed to rain Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then we didn't get a drop of rain. So now they've rescheduled it and it's supposed to be this, this coming weekend. But imagine if it actually rained and then we decided to lynch the weatherman because he told us it was going to rain. Christ, in verse number 46, he says, Which of you convinceth me of sin? Which of you can say that you have seen me sin? Show me. Show me in my entire life where I have committed sin against God, committed sin against man. Show me. And yet, just a few days earlier, or a day earlier, a few moments earlier, he had said to them, you that are without sin, cast the first stone, and they all left because they were all full of sin. They have no recourse here. Verse number 47, He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Is that us today? Do we hear God's word because we're, we belong to God or do we refuse to hear that truth because we don't belong to God? Yesterday, as we, we went through uh, Brother Tom Gibson I think it was the second session. Um, <clears throat> he gave us all a, a name tag. It says, hello, my name is... Third. His second session. The third session total, his second session. Yes. Okay, Noah. Anyway, he gave us all a name tag. He said, hello, my name is... He said, now make sure when you, when you get this, you don't write on it. And, and the, his whole thought was... If you gave that name tag to God and asked God to honestly write your name, what would God write? What would he write on it? In the Psalms, David pleads with God. He says, search me, O God. Try my heart. Point out every wicked way that is in me. <clears throat> God knows us inside and out. What would he write on that name tag? Would it be faithful? Would it be true? Or would it be unfaithful? Idolater? Rebellious? I really had to stop and think. That's a hard, a hard thought because I see myself and I see the faults. I see many of the faults that are in me, but I know that I'm blinded about many of others. 
Israel here, as, as they're listening to Christ teach, they are just completely blind to what's going on because they don't want to hear it. Because they like being in bondage. They were comfortable where they were. When we looked at the book of Judges this morning, we saw Zeba and Zalmona go to Karkor and, and they stayed there because they were secure. They were comfortable. They felt safe. Israel, as Moses led them out of Egypt into the wilderness, they got to the Red Sea and begged to go back because there was bread in Egypt. There was water in Egypt because they had homes because they were comfortable. Let us not be comfortable in our bondage. Let us not be comfortable in where we are today. Let us strive to remove every evil thing from us. And look, if, if you look at the world standards, those of us that are in this room are probably in the top 10% morally compared to the rest of the world. But that's the wrong comparison. Because we are just the rest of the world. The standard that we need to be compared to is God, is to Christ himself. A man who knew no sin, who was full of love and compassion, truth and mercy. Let us strive for that today.